Good morning and welcome to another episode of the LCS Commute Podcast, a daily podcast made by and for the morning commute. My name is Thomas Baker, aka T-Bakes. I'm a writer and contributor at thegamehouse.com. This is a podcast that I've been doing for a little bit now, most of the summer split. Um, Plenty of episodes on Anchor. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. And... uh, you can also find some of the older episodes on SoundCloud before I realized that SoundCloud only allows you to upload a certain limit before you have to upgrade to premium, which I'm obviously not in a position to do for this podcast at the moment. So, um, yesterday I went over last the last week of LCS and kind of some all-pro slash MVP conversation uh, since we're midway through the split. I feel like that's always a fun one. Um, Just in case you missed that, uh, I'm going to run through real quick. Essentially, my my early MVP right now would be Inspired. I think he's pretty pretty hands down MVP for that team. I think Evil Geniuses would take all of the first team all pro spots except maybe top. I can see Budge first-team All-Pro top, Impact being second. As far as second-team All-Pro, Jungle would be Santorin, Mid would be Takui, Bot would be the FlyQuest bottom lane, Johnson Afromu, which is really interesting to think considering um, off the top of my head, I think FlyQuest is, what, sixth or tied tied for fifth in the standings? So for them to have a mid and bot in second team all pro is um, pretty ridiculous, and it, and it might be me discounting Team Liquid. Um, I think that's something you're going to find is that people aren't really going to be comparing Team Liquid against the, the field; they're going to be comparing Team Liquid against themselves, and that's kind of awkward because uh, Hans and Core JJ are obviously still talented bottom lane they just haven't really had they've had consistency issues this split so it's just kind of awkward trying to think of uh FlyQuest bottom lane being better than team liquids and their mid lane being better than team liquids and 100 thieves and clg and yet they're tied looks like they're tied for fourth but that being said they are only one win behind team liquid and 100 thieves so it isn't, it isn't out of the realm of possibility. It isn't out of the realm of possibility. And again, MVP and All-Pro is always about what do you value and how are you, how are you judging that value? And for me, it's how important are you to your team's wins? So your team is winning games. Are you the one? Are you the catalyst for that? Team Liquid is difficult. I think Santorin has been the main catalyst. Um, and then if we move into third team, I would put uh, top. I, I think third team is very competitive. And honestly, second team is very competitive. I think outside of Evil Geniuses players, the rest of the field is is pretty open. So third team all, third team all pro, I would personally like to see I think someday should go there. 
I think someday should go there. But I would like to see Doqua go there. Assuming CLG continue the trajectory that they're on this split. Uh, meaning, if CLG finish 4th, 5th, 6th, then I would like to see Dokla third team all pro because I, I really genuinely feel like a lot of their wins are coming from his addition to the team and the things that he does in his lane. And I think without him, the team looks radically different. Whereas someday is just good. He's just a solid top laner. He does contribute a lot to 100 Thieves wins. Uh, I feel like he... I feel like he sometimes slips. I mean, him and Impact are... He, he and Impact are very similar in that if the team is losing, you never really get the sense that they're losing the game for their team, but... Um, you know, they just never seem to... They kind of fade into the background because they're not usually the ones who are taking those risky plays to uh, push leads or gain leads. And so they never feel like the right scapegoat for losses. Um, third Team All-Pro Jungle, I would have to go... That That's going to be a tough one. Um... It's going to be probably closer, but it could be Blabber. And, uh, yeah, who, who was my third? I think it would be closer or Blabber here. Um, Spica, if TSM have a really good second half of the split, I could see Spica nudging his way into this conversation. At the moment, I feel like Spica's performed well, but his team has just not been consistent enough and with all the drama, he's going to get overlooked as, as an all-pro vote. But with, uh, with soul and instinct and chime, if TSM is able to run this squad for the rest of the split and they look better than they did in spring, and Spica is able to shine during that time, I, I could definitely see Spica getting into this conversation. However, if if 100 Thieves and Cloud9 remain significantly higher than TSM in the standings, I just think it'll end up going to closer or blabber. My vote would be closer. Um, especially if we're putting Someday in third team All-Pro, I think closer deserves third team All-Pro as well, at least. Um, mid is Bjerg. Uh, hard for me to find anyone else, honestly. It feels like the mid lane pool is pretty stratified with... I think you could pretty easily rank order the mid laners. I would say, you know, at the moment it's Jojo, Takui, Bjerg. Um, Takui, Bjerg. Uh, Abadago would be kind of lower. Sorry, I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I'm trying to remember all the mids. We've got a Blaze, we've got Blue, we've got Power of Evil, we've got um, Jensen. That's a funny thing. I keep forgetting that Jensen is in the league, which is not good for Jensen. Um, 
So yeah, I feel like it's Jojo, Takui, Bjerg, then, um, and we have Palafox too. I'm thinking after Bjerg, um, after Bjerg, it's probably... Well, I'm contradicting, con contradicting myself uh, with how much difficulty I'm having in the moment. I'm, I'm thinking Maple Force. Um, Maple Force. Then Jensen. Then um, probably a Blaze. Then Abadaga, then Blue, then Power of Evil. That's kind of my mid lane ranking off the top of my head. Purely eye test, feel test, just thinking of the game so far this split. I'm sure there's some recency bias in there, but. I'm not looking at, I haven't looked at the stats or anything. So that that's just based on how they feel as far as how much are they contributing to their team's win and how strong do they look in general? How consistent are they? I'm going to take a quick break. Hang on one second. Okay. So anyway, uh, and then third team all pro bot. I think it would have to go to Team Liquid, honestly. Um, Hans and Core DJ. All right. This is again one of those splits where it feels like you can't really. It's difficult to separate the supports from the ADCs because we haven't really had that same uh, initiation meta for supports where they can really shine by themselves, they really do feel like, you know, I mean, you occasionally have the Rakan game or something, something a little more playmaking, but, and then you've got like Ole picking these, you know, off, off meta kind of strange picks and stuff. But for the most part, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about enchanters and, um, it's just hard to as a casual viewer, it's hard to really spot like who's um, who's really playing those enchanters the best. The Yumi, the the Lulu, like it, they don't really stand out. They're kind of it's more of like they don't really have a high ceiling for excitement uh it's really like you start you start at the ceiling but every death is essentially like minus 10 points minus 10 points minus 10 points so if you get two or three deaths in a game as an enchanter you're probably you probably look like you're feeding to the audience so I'm going to put Hans and Core there just because of how high their highs have been. 
and yes, they've had some inconsistency, but the only bottom lanes that have, like most bottom lanes haven't been standout and have been inconsistent. Whereas at least Hans and Core have stood out when they've smashed certain games, especially in that week one. Um, so I just feel like it's going to be difficult. Somebody's got to step up for that, the last, the back half of the split to really earn that third team all pro, or it's just going to default to team liquid. Yeah, FBI and who he could step up. Berserker and Sven could step up. Luger and Poom could step up. I mean, it's open. It's open field right now. Now let's look. Looking at the standings, um, Evil Geniuses is at eight and one in first place. They're two teams ahead of te two games ahead of Team Liquid. I don't think anybody really expects them to fall off. I mean. Most people's concerns were about the start of the split, and uh, there there could be some burnout issues, but at this point, they've got that two-game buffer where they can kind of, you know, they can kind of uh, have some flexibility to lose a couple games if, if things go sideways and still be in first place. Got... Team Liquid and 100 Thieves at 6-3. and three. Of the two, of course, most people are going to point to Team Liquid as the team to rise uh, to Evil Genius's level if they actually can play to their potential. But I've been saying all split, we cannot sleep on 100 Thieves because this is a classic 100 Thieves move right here. I feel like for the past couple of splits when they've ended up in finals and winning a title... They start out splits slow. They start out splits kind of vacant and, and loose. And they rack up a few losses. And But then the back half of the split comes around. And they, uh, they turn it on. They get themselves together. They button it up. emergency vehicle coming. Um, you know, they they tend to get it together the back half of the split and then really show up in playoffs. And, uh, and then they somehow make it to finals. And people forget at that point, after they've played, you know, nine regular season games and gone eight and one or seven and two and then and they string together you know a, a five or six or seven game win streak and then and then they go into playoffs and they're super hot and, and they play you know three best of fives and do fairly well it's like people forget about that first half of the split I don't have the numbers in front of me but I, I swear in spring of 2022 and summer of 2021 they did not start hot. I feel like they started slow. Looked slightly above average. And ended up um, 
you know, end up in finals. And that's that's kind of what I'm expecting. Um, that's kind of what I'm expecting expecting to happen again. I'm expecting them to. Uh, and the thing is, is they're tied for second. They're not even doing bad. They're just. Um, they're just not looking consistent. And Abadaga, in particular, has had his fair share of feeder games. Sorry, I'm stuck behind a recycling truck. So this is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, so I'm expecting 100 Thieves to remain in this spot for the most part. They might not stay in second, but I think they're going to stay in top three for pretty much the rest of the split. Um, I think if any team wanted to surpass them, they would have had to do it already. So, when you look at the next tier down, which is CLG and FlyQuest at 5 and 4, um, I'm personally more of a FlyQuest believer, which if my all-pro voting doesn't say, doesn't already show that, I think FlyQuest has just looked like the more complete team. I feel like they have, they have really exceeded... Don't get me wrong, CLG has exceeded my expectations too, but FlyQuest, I feel like they have the firepower right now to challenge those top teams. Whereas CLG, it feels less like... It feels more like they were ahead of the meta and they have a particular strategy that is able to net wins against the top teams if played right. Whereas FlyQuest, I just have more confidence that on any given day, they could take games off the top teams in multiple ways. So, I think FlyQuest is going to end up in top four. Cloud9 is the next team down. They're the only... They're, they're like the biggest question mark for me right now. I just really don't have a read on this team. They feel inconsistent, they feel disjointed, but at the same time, it's like they're having the same problem as Team Liquid, except to a lesser extent, where it's like, you know, um, guys, you, you're, you're the, the parts that you have, the pieces that you have on this team, I think you should be doing a little bit better. But we have to keep in mind, Sven is role-swapping. Fudge has role-swapped back to top lane after playing a split in mid lane like and then bringing back Jensen from from civilian life it's like they definitely have a learning curve and they definitely have a growth curve but I feel like you, you've had nine games to kind of prove or show something more than they've shown. I feel like they had that first really nice week and then since then it's been kind of meh. And I think Cloud9 is really going to have to dig deep if they want to break into that top four by the end of the regular season. I'm not worried about Cloud9 falling out of playoffs or, or even Honestly, I would be pretty confident putting them in 5th, 6th. I don't think they're going to 
be challenged by anybody for fifth, sixth. CLG is going to be their main competition for fifth or sixth, but I'm not seeing Golden Guardians or TSM, for example, breaking into that top six. TSM is an interesting example because they do, they've only shown two games with their newest lineup and they, they have a lot of potential, you know, for, you know, they, they're the ones making the most changes and so they have the most potential to just be kind of a roll of the dice. Who knows if they break into sixth or fifth, but the way it looks right now, got Cloud9 at 4 and 5, Golden Guardians at 4 and 5, TSM at 3 and 6, and then Immortals at 2 and 7, Dignitas at 2 and 7. So, so yeah, I mean, TSM is only one win behind Cloud9. They're only two wins behind FlyQuest and like, this is how the regular season always goes. Halfway through the split, we have an idea of how strong the teams are, and you look at the standings, and you're like, okay, so, like, if if TSM win three more than CLG, you know, if CLG goes three and six, and TSM goes six and three, well, then TSM is, is above them. It's only three wins difference. So it's possible. It's possible. Best of ones, anything is possible. And if TSM are, are comfortable enough with their new guys that that they can maybe experiment with some different strategies and, and maybe catch somebody off guard and steal some wins. I mean, all you have to do at this point is just get the wins to stay in top eight preferably getting into top six and then once you're there playoffs is a whole different beast and it kind of gives you a reset to really try try to do something try to string something together and uh, yeah now when we get to the mortals and dignitas tier I don't really have any confidence in these two teams Immortals showed a little bit of promise over the weekend, breaking their lose streak and and uh, just looking more looking reinvigorated. I guess is is how I would describe it. They looked like they were they were going for plays. They were um, they felt more confident in what they were doing. And so, whereas Dig still seems very discombobulated, they, they feel like they don't really have a true carry at the moment who is stepping up. I mean, in the past, that was Neo, who would be dishing out insane amounts of damage. Um, or it would be River, just like absolutely setting his team up in the early game for, for domination. But it seems like without one of those two things happening, they're uh, they're having a tough time. Um, they're having a tough time getting wins and, and looking good on the rift. So 
I guess Immortals has given me slightly more confidence just from their performance last week and and just the fact that they're ha- that they're they acquired Kenvy and and decided they're kind of start they're going to start him and they're kind of playing around Kenvy. I I just think that that's respectable a respectable approach compared to Dignitas. Now I did see a rumor. I don't know if it was confirmed or if it's just a rumor, but I saw a rumor that uh, Spawn is going to start for Dig over Neo. So I think they maybe have also identified that they need a bottom lane carry. That's typically been their style. And uh, we'll see if that actually you know, nets the many wins. But this would be continuing the trend of teams that are struggling or teams that want to make changes reaching down for North American amateur and academy talent, which is a good trend. I think it's a solid, it's a good trend that we're seeing. So you had, you know, Evil Geniuses last last summer are the ones who really opened, you know, let the genie out of the bottle with, with promoting Danny. Promoted Danny. Going into this split or this year, they promoted JoJo, and since then, um, we've seen Philip come on to FlyQuest. We've seen Dokla, uh, contr- well, contracts doesn't really count. We've seen Dokla, Luger, Poom, all come on to CLG um, over the pa- course of this past year. We've seen. Um, who else? Uh, um, Golden Guardians. Golden Guardians promoted Stixay, but again, that doesn't count. He's a veteran. Um, we've seen TSM with Soul and Instinct. And Chime kind of falls into this category. And then we've got uh, Kenvy on Immortals. And... Uh, I'm going to count Gamsu, even though he is kind of a really strange category of player, being in the LCS previously and then changing games and then coming back. Um, But I'm going to count him. And then if they were to start spawn, you know, that would be another another guy coming up from from the Academy ecosystem. So we've we've seen this trend of especially bottom you know bottom six teams reaching for those North American players and I think it's a really good idea I mean why not so anyway that's going to do it for today's episode I hope you enjoyed it we'll catch you next time